there's different ways of approaching this content creation world. And so I went on a search for stories. I was like, I want to find the real human stories out there that need to be told. Those stories that have the power to change a cultural narrative of how people see someone like those stories. And so I was like, okay, well, where do, where do I find these stories? Like I was expecting it would be so easy. And it wasn't. There was all these social media platforms and none of them had these stories that I was looking for. All of them had like some form of a, had gone through a million different filters of sorts uh, for many different reasons. And so I was like, well, but I guess I'll just create this platform that I'm looking for. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 what's good, LOLeros, we are live from Luminary here on 29th and Madison, also known as Nomad, okay, but nobody's mad here, uh-uh, <laughs> we're in the meditation room here at Luminary, which is an all-female-owned and operated co-working space, I, the creativity here is just amazing, the estrogen here is just as amazing, and I'm here with some more lovely estrogen next to me, she's more than estrogen, she's developed an app, y'all, yes, a Latina in tech, what you know about that? L-I-T, lit, Latinas in tech. Somebody please have that name as an organization, <laughs> please. And she's an actress and producer. Please put your hands together for Ivana de Maria. <laughs> wow, what a beautiful introduction. Also, I want to be part of lit. I mean, I'm that's like, kind of uh, lit. <laughs> yes, please. You are like the founder of lit yeah, and you don't I even know I it. Am. I guess I am. I'm also the founder of lit. That's so great. I Starting love a Latina. Starting today. Pero Ivana, a Latina in tech, I think I know maybe one other. Really? Okay? And I'm so proud. I don't know you very well. Oh, thank but you. But that's, that's definitely, you are a culture shifter. Um, oh, thank you. I've read a lot of information about you. I've watched some amazing videos. You're acting. Oh, Wow, you play a good bad girl. It's my favorite. Oh my, my god, absolute favorite. Yeah, I love. I love a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> why? Tell us why. You know, it's it's funny, but um, I've always been into villains. Like it's my dream to be a Disney villain one day. Basically, um, put it out there. Yeah, yeah, I will be a Disney villain one day. Yes, but um, I don't know. I like getting into the the minds of just like people that are. I mean, hopefully, like, very far away from my reality, you know. But, uh, yeah, playing with it and I don't know. I don't know. I love it. I love that. Yeah. So acting. Yeah. You have done so many projects. Oh, thank you. That's incredible. Spanish language, English language. Yes. Your versatility is quite remarkable. <laughs> Can you tell us about some of those prized projects that you've worked on, what you're proud of? Yeah. I mean, I love acting. Acting, um, you know, I was talking about this recently about how uh, through acting, I recently found a very clear through line between story plays and tech and acting and everything I do. And with acting, it's kind of like I get to explore sides of me that, you know, in a safe, contained environment in a way that is, you know, it's not me, it's the character. But, you know, obviously it is you and it's parts of you that you get to play with. And so um, when I started acting, I really thought about it uh, as exploring different perspectives. When I was little, I used to love think, like seeing people in the street and just thinking, you know, what are they thinking about? Where are they coming from? Um, you know, at 
Some people might call it chismosa. <laughs> or the people watching, right? People watching is so much fun. Yeah. And now you're developing the backstory for each of the yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it's kind of like that. We it's all really do that playing. from time to time. So, right? Yeah, it really is. And I, I love writing. I love I love being a part of the whole process of telling the story um, up to the acting part, right? Yeah. Maybe we can delve into some projects, but mm-hmm. I certainly want to shine a lot of light on story plays. <laughs> You just Thank mentioned you. it before. Yeah, story plays. Oh, story plays changed my life so much. Um, a journaling app. Yeah, you know. Tell us more. You know, when it started, um, it was because I was acting, and I was. I'm particularly in love with true story adaptations. Mm-hmm. I love true story adaptations, especially as an actress, when you get to just dive into the world of somebody who existed or exists um there's so much information and it's like all the pieces of the puzzle and you just need to figure it out right and so i did something on identification discovery one time i was on diabolical and i got to like murder a senior citizen (laughs) oh wow for tv (laughs) i mean yeah it was fun it is fun i mean you know it sounds crazy but it really um there's a quote that says a villain's what is it a villain's just a victim whose story hasn't been told yeah and so I like to really, like, like really get into the, like, nobody acts, no, nobody does something that they don't think they should be doing, right? right? And so there's always a backstory. There's always, like, story and then the story behind the story behind the story. And, and Why I, did they do this heinous crime? Exactly. There was a motive. Yeah, and it's Let's so easy to, to it. judge it, right? To just be like, oh, he's, she's a bad person or she's a, a crazy, the psycho, the whatever. But if you really go back, I truly believe that Every single human being is made up of very basic things. We're all made up of the same core things, and it's mostly love. And we also just, you know, if you really get back to the to the, those core things of anyone's story, you can see yourself in anyone's story. I really want you to continue on story place. Yeah. But I also want to interject and say that I also think like you do. <laughs> I think m- the majority of people consist of love mm-hmm. we're made of love yeah and what we do with those ingredients is really up to us and te lo juro por mi madre i've been doing this focus group of life mm-hmm. like whenever i just stumble upon people that i think will give me an answer i ask them do you think there are more good people in this world or bad people mm-hmm. and eloeleros and friends listening you know i've reached out to some of you and i've asked you this question mm-hmm. what do you think most people say bad people Really? They say that the world is consistent. The majority of my focus group, and I am no resource, okay? I'm no yeah, yeah, source yeah. of like, you know, I'm not the Pew study for Center for wow. Research and Population Growth. But I just want to say that I want to debunk that. I really think that pe- what you're saying, we're made of love. Wow. Okay. No, what you're, what you're saying is actually, it could not be a more perfect uh, uh, way of talking about story place because... My whole mission with StoryPlace is to build social trust. Mm-hmm. And and it's really about that. Yesterday, yesterday somebody asked me, I was, I was talking about StoryPlace and social trust and all this, and somebody said to me, do you, in your heart, do you believe that people are good? And I said, yes, I do. Up top, high five. <laughs> We're high-fiving, hello, hello. I finally yeah. met somebody. Okay. Yeah, yes. I was like, I genuinely do. Yes. Um, and it's really about... You know, about that, about just going, it's like people act out of fear or love, but it's, 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 you know, we all, we're all, we're all, we all have, we all feel, we all think, we all, uh, we're all vulnerable, you know, like 
it's just a matter of whether you're willing to show it or whether you're willing to listen to someone and actually listen to what they're really saying about what they're really doing. And I think that when you're able to do that, you actually are able to create change. Um, but it, it requires for people to listen and separate listening from agreeing, right? So, right. So yeah. how does story place work? So it's a social journaling yeah. app yes. by definition. Yes. I hear that and I think a million different things. <laughs> Walk us through what the app does and how we interact with it. Because yeah. I'm going to sign up. Yes, please. I'm into journaling. Eloeleros, Ivana and I showed each other our journals, like our <laughs> physical journals. Right now, just so y'all know, I'm rocking that Target Latinx Heritage Month Mujeres Poderosas journal from 2022. Ivana has, do you want to describe your <laughs> journal? That's lovely. I have a journal that says plans for world domination, but then there's a secret T I wrote there. So it's really plants. <laughs> <laughs> Are like, you a gardener? Do you no, not really. But I do appreciate plants. <laughs> do you smoke weed? Is that the plant? Sometimes. Or- <laughs> High five. Okay. Yeah, I believe that plants can uh, heal. Heal. Heal very much. Yes. I've seen it. Yes. Okay, so yeah. how do we interact with StoryPlace? How does it So happen? StoryPlace is a community above all, right? And it's a community where people around the world share their thoughts, reflections, ideas, feelings, whatever it is that comes up. Basically journaling, right? Um, And so it's kind of like, it's journaling, but it's journaling in community. So it's as if you would share journals with people and just go on there and read other people's journals and stories. secrets with strangers? Exactly. I love it. (laughs) I mean, yeah. A lot of people, some people write anonymously, some people write with a pen name, some people write with a real name. Um, I have multiple accounts. (laughs) What's one of your pen names? I got to know. What's one of my pen names? Well, I write with my real name usually, to be honest. That's good. Uh, I kind of try to lead by example in that sense of, you know, just showing up vulnerably. Um, But yeah, and so it's kind of like, I see it like sitting around a fire and sharing stories with strangers, really. Uh, but in an app. And journaling is, I mean, has so many benefits. It's incredibly therapeutic for people, like for yourself. It helps you organize your ideas. It helps you have perspective on your feelings. It helps you connect with yourself. And then when you do it in community and you you dare like share those journal entries with the world or not with the world, but with the StoryPlace community, which is a safe space. It's a value-based community. Everyone knows why we're there, you know, um, and so when you do that, you're practicing showing up vulnerably, right? It's very hard to practice vulnerability by yourself. Right. <laughs> you need a community in order to, to really practice that. And so, yeah, with StoryPlace, you know, it's about fostering this community that is value-driven, that is focused on empathy, that is focused on seeing vulnerability as a strength, um, being yourself. There's no likes numbers. There's no competition. There's no way of comparing that. yourself to anyone else. Um, you can go on there and search for stories about something that you particularly want to read about um, or join circles that are topic-based. There's group chats within the circles. Fun. Uh, you can comment on people's stories. You can do all kinds of things. And so it's really journaling, but in a social way. Yeah. This is genius. Cause this <laughs> Thank is, you. This is the modern way of doing, like, we do everything now with some sort of digital component. Right. This is the modern way of journaling. 
Yeah. I, I love carrying around my journal, but at the same time, it adds two pounds to my bag. Yeah, of which course. Which sometimes has my blue Yeti mic with a bling <laughs> wrapped around it, or my laptop, mm-hmm. or stacks for my kids. So yep. this is so great. This is the answer also to the question of those moments where you want a journal, but you keep getting interrupted. Right. So I assume like it saves your work. You can yeah. go back yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. And then also finding like-minded people. I will say that. It's amazing. Please comment on that. But I want to say that when you're in a room with others that share the vulnerability level mm-hmm. or, you know, just the openness to being vulnerable with you. Oh, for sure. It's freedom. For it's sure. liberating. It's a, uni- it's, it's a uniting with other humans. That is very unique. That feeling is very distinct. Definitely. Yeah. The, the only thing that I can relate to without being a member of Story Place yet is moth stories. Yeah. Are you I'm familiar? a big fan. I'm oh. a big fan. Of we course. Love, we love moth stories. Okay. <laughs> Control your excitement, Rachel. Okay. okay. We love moth stories. We have friends who've been on the show that have done moth stories. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Led Black from Uptown Collective who did moth stories at the United Palace with wow. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my God, that's okay? amazing. And he was so inspired that he started his own cannabis-infused moth stories series wow. called Smoke Signals. And he, I love that. He invited me to be the headliner at his New York event. And I shared a moth-like story about pregnancy loss and infertility. Oh, wow. I love a bunch of babies they told me it wasn't in my cards but I told the story about how cannabis helped me through those dark periods of of pregnancy loss you know and that is the only thing that comes close to the way I uh, that how I journaled my losses and then I that kind of spun it into a web of creativity and shared it through lead blacks uh, smoke signals. That's amazing. But I would love to write about it further in Story Place yeah, and also, and also inspire others exactly. with these stories. That's what I was going to say. Talk to me about that vulnerability and the uniting of these people yeah. with common interests. So you're, I mean, when you share a story, you know, a story that for you might be it's a story that you consider a story of, um, I don't know, of, of um, loss or, or sometimes of shame or sometimes of, you know, guilt or whatever it is, a story of weakness you write it and then you see how people respond to your story and they see it as a story of, you know, strength or of courage or of inspiration. And so it's so beautiful to see how your story can spark something in somebody else. And so once you see that, you start to realize, like, wow, how, how, how could I not share my stories? You know, if my story has the power to help one person and, and at least that's one monumental. person that's already worth that's it moving right the yeah and so when you when you go on story place and you I mean I it's helped me through so many through so many difficult moments um I never even realized how much story place would be what I needed the most you oh, know I went that. through a very life-changing year as well I, I was getting married then I wasn't and then I canceled the wedding girl I tell us like more what thing. happened Oh, basically, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I woke up. <laughs> and you were just like, no, this is not for me. Uh, yeah. This is not my happiness. Something like that, yeah. I, it was a bit of a, of a, I think the universe took me and just shook me. It was like, wake up. <laughs> Levántate, coño. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, and then I realized for the first time that I actually had a, had a choice of like, what I wanted in my life. It was so interesting because I realized that uh, it was like waking up from a 30-year-old nap. Um, this, this is the third high five of the podcast <laughs> session. Um, yeah. That's 
I mean, great. Yeah, and the thing is, you so took took hold, took charge of the situation. Go ahead. Yeah, this and when when that happened, you know, I it was so interesting because everything kind of collapsed, like everything that was supposed to happen in my life or whatever collapsed. Everything that wasn't supposed to happen to me happened to me, and and in that collapse, like there was this freedom. Like I found freedom in the in the midst of the collapse, and so it was uh, super interesting. And that 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 I mean, I feel like I started my life in a way there. And so I started to write on Story Place, um, and you know, I remember being like, oh, I, I was a little scared of like people understanding how I was in a pl- very vulnerable place there, and you know. Um, I don't know, kind of like I felt like how how if I if I'm like driving this boat called Story Place, like how could I not be okay? Everyone else is gonna freak out. Oof. And yet I started to share on Story Place honestly and openly. Um, even when I split up, I I mean, I, I had a very public relationship, and and he's an actor too. And so um, when I split up, and I remember people kept telling me, you know, you need to do a press release or whatever I was like that's ridiculous I'm not doing anything and so I was like if I'm gonna say something I have an app for sharing like I'm gonna do it there and so I went there and I went on the app and I wrote a whole story about how uh how love isn't enough in a relationship right how that lesson of like oh you know love isn't all that matters like there there's a lot more when it comes to wanting to build a life with someone and I didn't even get into details about what happened with him or me. Or, it was just about realizing this massive lesson. And so then I started writing for the next year. Writing, I went on a trip by myself. I was writing all day long. I was sharing on Story Place how I was doing. And the it was, I felt held by this community. Oh, and it was that. incredible. And people's support. And also, the, they were so grateful for me to share this. And the fact that they were grateful when I, like, I was grateful, you know, so it was this, it was this insane just synergy. And, um, yeah, story play is, I mean, it's, it's, it's saved me a bunch of times. But you're so courageous <laughs> Thank for you. sharing all of that. And like we spoke about earlier, I'm sure your story moved people, yeah. gave them courage as well to remove themselves from this situation that they thought. Yeah was perfect uh good for you yeah thank you yeah, yeah it's it was uh I mean it's it's amazing what writing does does to me to be honest I even the other day I was because I'm with story place like I really want to focus on, on on proving a point many points but some of them being that technology doesn't have to come at a cost of our humanity, of our mm-hmm. values, of our, mm-hmm. you know, and right now, especially everyone talking about AI and this and that. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I just, I don't think the answer is like hating technology. It's about, it's about, you know, getting, like, getting, being, being serious about the responsibility that it entails. And so I'm committed to developing like responsible technology and, and and sort of setting a new standard of how things can be done and proving that 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 doesn't it's not like oh you know then it's going to nonprofit no you can do you can make a really amazing business and remain value driven and remain honest and at storyplace for example the whole mission about building social trust no decision about storyplace whether it's aesthetic or operational or financial will ever come at the cost of the user's trust and that's what from day 1 
what I sort of doubled down on. Investors hated it. People hated it. <laughs> they were like, you were crazy. You're crazy. Like, this is you not sustainable. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I, like, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, initially it was confusing, but then I just stuck to it because I understood that trust is what it's all about. I mean, without that, then why am I even doing this, right? When did you conceptualize Story Place? How long ago? Like, I want to hear about the beginning. Of, it was the beginning five, of the story. A story, please. Five years ago, oh, about so five years ago. This has been yeah, it's been a, a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I was acting. I was in LA, and and you know, it was oh god. Everyone was like, "You need an agent. You need a manager. You need a reel." And I was like, "But I haven't worked." They're like, "But but you can't work if you don't have a reel, and you can't have a reel if you haven't." It was like such a chicken and the egg insanity and I was like <laughs> this is broken friends like does no one else see this and so I started to basically look for stories um I was like you know screw it I'm just gonna find stories that I like and then figure it out and so I would find stories or or, or write stories and then figure out how to take it to whatever form it was appropriate for that story and then people were like oh so you're producing I was like Is that what it is? <laughs> what I'm is like, called. oh, yeah, okay, I'm sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so then I uh, I basically found this one story uh, through a friend that I met. She had the rights to it. We partnered. Long story short, it was my first pitch ever in L.A. I, was, I, was, I had just gotten to L.A. I was probably 20, I don't know, 23 around. Um, and we got an opportunity to go pitch at HBO. No agent, no manager, no writer, nothing. Just the story, the rights, and a really good way of telling the story. And I walked in there at HBO Drama, and we we sold it, like, in the room, pretty much. Girl! It was crazy. It was I crazy. love this! Yeah, like, a lot happened after that, which doesn't matter. But the point is that that moment, I was like, okay, there's a different way of doing this. Yeah, which film was this? Tell us the, this film. Well, it's still, it's a whole it's, process. Is that out there anymore? No, no, okay. no, it's okay. going to be, but it's in development and it's a whole thing. And okay, so we will see it. Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. And then you'll come Invention. back on Latinos exactly. Out Loud and talk exactly. about it. Exactly. Okay. Um, but, but it really taught me this, like, there's different ways of approaching this content creation world. And so... I went on a search for stories. I was like, I want to find the real human stories out there that need to be told. Those stories that have the power to change a cultural narrative of how people see someone. Like, yes. those stories. And so, I was like, okay, well, where do, where do I find these stories? Like, I was expecting it would be so easy. And it, it wasn't. There was all these social media platforms. And none of them had these stories that I was looking for. All of them had, like, some form of a had gone through a million different filters of sorts uh, for many different reasons. And so I was like, well, but I guess I'll just create this platform that I'm looking for. And I didn't know what I was, what I was getting myself into, thank God. But, uh, yeah, I was like, I guess it will be an app because why not? Because apps are a thing now. And yes. so I was like, well, I don't know much about building apps, but I know a lot about using apps because I use them. So I remember I took out a piece of paper and I was like, I guess it would look like this. This is a rectangle. There should be a button. Yeah, sure, sure. You Click storyboarded story place. All of it. And then <laughs> I go, then I was like, well, who makes apps? Like a developer. I had never heard of a developer. Went to see one. This was probably six years ago. And uh, and I three developers later and a lot of money being wasted trying to save money. I finally, mm. I finally, finally, you know, it, it, it went on a smoother uh, way. But point is that I thought I was doing it. <laughs> for to find stories for content 
Uh, and then when I launched it, because the way I had made it was like, basically I was like, why are these stories not on those other social media? I like noted a bunch of things of why they weren't, why these platforms weren't safe for these stories to be in. So I eliminated all those features and characteristics some of those and built things? it. Why don't people feel safe? Because this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we feel safe about putting those stories on Instagram or Twitter, on LinkedIn or, or what? I think it goes you? back to social trust. I think that... I mean, I don't think there's like proven data about it, but social trust has declined exponentially in the last 50 years. And what does that mean? That people don't trust people. People don't trust people. People don't trust themselves. People don't trust technology. People don't trust companies. People don't trust um, that they're not, that their privacy is not going to be, you know, jeopardized. Exposed, exactly. Jeopardized, or that their data is not going to be sold or, yeah. or that their stories are not going to be used against them. Yes. You know, and so. Absolutely. It's really, it doesn't feel safe to be vulnerable. And, and, and that's really damaging in more ways than we can possibly to imagine. society, period. Right? All the way to the economy. Oh, like, it ties into every single thing. If we're not, if we don't feel safe, you know, a, gr- a community that doesn't trust each other is just a group of anxious people. Like, it's not a community. Crabs in a barrel. Yeah, exactly. And so you can have... All these people on social media, but if nobody trusts each other and then 59% of them are bots, like, <laughs> how is that a safe space for you to, to, to show your heart, to pour your heart out, to be vulnerable, to talk about the real things? And then you add to that the competition element that there is, the, the, the likes pressure, the, you know, don't show too much of you because then you, people are going to think you're going through a mental breakdown or um you know this won't generate enough likes or this and so all these other incentives that then you know were implemented into these platforms in order to increase engagement you know which at the cost of what at the cost of at least my mental health for sure doesn't feel (laughs) no doesn't feel safe at all that was really well said (laughs) thank you um, because it just shows how close you are to this passion project of yours. Yes. We have to wrap in a few minutes. Um, I would like to t- just tout some of your work. Um, guys, if you want to catch her work, I'm going to throw some titles out Please. there. Because I was on your IMDb, <laughs> and I was so thoroughly impressed. Oh, thank you've been you. busy. You've been working. And then you've got stuff <laughs> in development and an app. Yes. Quite impressive. Um, guys, check out. Ivana's work, she's known for Monarca, where she produced Women is Losers, La Negociadora. <laughs> yeah, and she plays the villain, like the bad girl, <laughs> so good. And then there was a hospital scene. What was that hospital? La Bella y las Bestias. I want to watch that. It's That's on Netflix. The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I'm a beast. Yo, you a beastin'. I'm a beast. Yo, you a beastin' as a beast. So everybody, LOLeros, check that out. I have one last question. Ivana, it just sounds like you've been navigating, you've been maneuvering, you've been breaking down barriers. Fuakata! <laughs> right? Yeah. What are what is some advice that you would give a younger Ivana? Oh, she's listening. Oh, she's always listening. <laughs> she's out there. Oh. And she needs your help. Oh, to trust, to trust in my to trust that 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 feeling, to trust that um that I do know and that I'm not crazy. The I'm not crazy has been a really amazing 
realization for me. <laughs> it changed everything. Yeah. I love it. Trusting, trusting in that bruja. The inner bruja mm-hmm. that we all have. That's all. instinct, right? That's She's changed never my life. Wrong. Nope. Never. She's usually, right? Yeah. Sometimes I question her. I'm like, no, in a bruja, callate. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, ah-ha, yes. <laughs> For yes. sure. I'm just like, okay, I get the evil laugh. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivana de Maria, would you like to tell everybody where they can follow you? Some will be like, you know, nah. But if you want the Eloeleros <laughs> to follow you, please drop the handle. Eloeleros. I love it. <laughs> so fun to say. Eloeleros. It is. Yeah. I say uh, it in my sleep. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, you can follow me on social media at Ivana Maria, and you can also follow me on Story Place. I write so much, and you can basically, if you want to know what happens inside my mind, just just go on Story Place, and you'll you'll learn about it pretty quickly. I can't wait to sign up. <laughs> I'm really I'm motivated. Thank you. It'll be nice because how often do I have my journal and not a pen? Does that ever happen to anybody? Anyway, Ivana, thanks for coming down to Luminary. Thank you. Thanks for giving Latinos out loud your uh, Latinos out loud your time. So excited for what's ahead. Oh, me too. And I cannot wait to start my membership. This is so great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Latinos Out Loud live from Luminary here with Ivana de Maria. Check out Story Place and please check out this woman's illustrious and amazing career. (laughs) And on that note, we out!